In Alabama Ag and Review for the week of September 6th, we start off with an update of sorts regarding estate taxes. Well, as we check in on the latest developments of the estate tax, there seems to be a lot of talk in Washington about what should happen. But American Farm Bureau Federation tax specialist Pat Wolf says, unfortunately, that has not yet translated into action. Uh, Everybody agrees that something needs to be done before January 1st, but the debate is over what should happen, how much estate tax relief should be provided. So where exactly does the legislation currently stand? We do know that it's queuing up. Uh, The House of Representatives has already passed a bill. Uh, Their bill would set a $3.5 million exemption, uh, top rate of 45. The uh, Senate is where everything is gummed up. Uh, But the Senate is also where we think we can do better than the House. Because two uh, very important senators, uh, Senator John Kyle from Arizona and Blanche Lincoln from Arkansas, have agreed and are trying to get the exemption level up to $5 million. Wolf says it would be nice to get rid of the estate tax altogether, but there are not enough votes to make that happen. So that's the bad news, but the good news is that there aren't 60 votes for the other proposals either, and uh, those pro- some of those proposals would take the exemption down to a million dollars. So everything is possible and nothing is possible all at the same time. And as we turn our attention to livestock, Randall Wiseman has this report about the ongoing discussion of how independent the Beef Council should become. Well, over the past few months, there's been a lot of talk concerning the possible structure change with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, as some believe the Federation of State Beef Council should become more independent. Dr. Billy Powell with the Alabama Cattlemen's Association said this has really been the big discussion in all of this. Hopefully some of the dialogue that has been going on to make sure we structure that so not only is it an effective and efficient organization to spend checkoff dollars, but it can be explained in the country, and I think one of the snags that it's called a good bit of concern. And according to a release let out this week, our producer-led Federation Structure Working Group met as a follow-up to the resolution passed by the Federation directors during the Cattle Industry Conference back in July, calling for the Federation to operate in a more independent structure while maintaining the synergies and efficiencies of the current relationship with the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. What the Federation wanted and was passed is to do more of the self-governance and the uh, strategic plan just within that one body so producers can really focus on what their particular interests are. The working group has shared its preliminary recommendations with Federation directors and Beef Council executives, and now the next step is to share the draft recommendations with USDA to get feedback. After the feedback period and development of final recommendations, the Federation directors then are expected to vote on the matter during the Cattle Industry Convention coming up in February. To learn more on how the Federation works here in Alabama, just contact the Alabama Cattlemen's Association office in Montgomery. And as we wrap up for this week, we hear from Everett Griner regarding the importance of crop reports. For many years, I followed our Department of Agriculture's crop forecasting. In late winter, they began estimating the size of next year's crops. How many acres of corn, soybeans, cotton, peanuts, and other crops? All these years I've been amazed at how accurate these forecasts are. Once crops are planted and they're growing, USDA begins forecasting what kinds of yields we can expect. Now these forecasts are very important to agriculture. They serve our country, our government, our own farmers in a lot of ways. I used to wonder, how can they be so close in these estimates? Well, I've since learned it's people. Not guessing, 
But surveying, talking, traveling, studying, everything from direct contact to weather forecasting and keeping up with everything as it develops. How many people? Well, enough to do the job and good enough to do it right. And that's because they're hired, not elected. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.